If you look for it, every day has cause for celebration. Celebrate a friend for their promotion baby wedding life thing. Celebrate yourself for keeping the couch warm. It's no easy feat, especially if it's a big couch. Or maybe you just want to celebrate living in 2023 where you can get beer, wine, and spirits delivered from Drizzly in under 60 minutes without leaving said couch. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com and get your favorite drinks delivered today. Welcome to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine. Listening to music is more than just an auditory experience. Tunes and Tumblers explores the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail recipes. We invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique, immersive, and thoroughly delicious perspective. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. I'm your host, Anthony, and nothing happened to me these past two weeks. I'm not kidding. (laughs) After we recorded our talk with Adam Melcher, I crawled into my Dr. Evil cryogenic egg and shot myself into the stratosphere in a big boy. And in case you're asking, yes, I did just see that movie for the first time a couple of days ago. Did you really? I did. The first time? Very first time. Oh my I was God. like bored and HBO Max. Uh, as long as you stop at that one. Like yeah. after that, you really don't, you don't need to keep going. Or should I? Well, I mean, the second one's okay. But anyway. Okay. In any case, uh, I've been thawed. I've been placed in front of a microphone and I've been instructed to bring you yet another edition of your favorite podcast. Please enjoy responsibly. As we all know, drinking alone is a sad, sad business, so I thought out a couple of fellow Encino men and introduced <laughs> them to the bizarre world of two weeks into the future, and they are... Oh, Pedro, you're mixologist. <laughs> We've done this before. My bad. <laughs> Ryan, your music connoisseur. We had a break. It's It's been a while. He's still acclimating. He's just been unfrozen. <laughs> And our guest today is a writer, singer, pianist, classically trained dancer, graphic designer, and would-be physicist who studied the physics of musical instruments in college. She's written for the likes of Kelly Rowland, Alex Iono, and Condola Rashad, and works closely with DJ producer Gazzo, who has remixed for Ariana Grande, Fall Out Boy, and Billie Eilish. She combines emo chord progressions with trap-influenced drums on her own music, which landed her a recording contract with our friends at Red Bull Records. She also draws her own artwork, which she makes on an iPad fueled by a joint and a Pinterest bender. She's here today to trade that joint for a cocktail shaker and toast to her latest single. Tunes and Tumblers fam, please welcome Sad Alex to the pod. (laughs) Whoa. Wow. That was a that was an intro. I I liked it. Uh, I liked my favorite part was like the has been physicist the <laughs> the washed up physicist. <laughs> that was really good. My dad's gonna really like that. Swiss we Army, actually, Swiss I just, Army they just artist visited and LA physicist. and we were talking about I was talking about physics with my dad and how I'm kind of disappointed with like my I feel like my brain's this rusty old ship and I feel like I can't do these like fancy. I used to be really good at math and all these, I could do crazy stuff in my head and I felt very smart. And now I feel, <laughs> I feel less, well, it's a different kind of smart. And so we were talking about that and my dad is still proud of me, I think, according to that conversation. 
I just try not to ask that question of my dad, so oh. I never know the answer. Yeah, <laughs> you, you never ask questions you're not ready to hear the truth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was re- I was ready for the truth. You yeah. know, I I prepared for the worst, and he was he was very he was very supportive and understanding of my old brain <laughs> my, of my rusty ship. And we can talk all about that in a bit. But first, let's all check in. What has everyone been listening to these past couple weeks? I feel like I've been, as we've been like reintegrating into the world a bit, I've been having to kind of get my pump up the jam song a little bit more often to like get me motivated to like go in world, you know, like world stuff. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> one song and I don't, this is, I I love this song. I've been like listening to it for like the last, I think it only came out like maybe three years ago, but it's called Do Me by Kim Petrus. And I, mm-hmm. when I play that song, I am ready to like go out in the world. I'm ready to like find love. I'm ready to like <laughs> do all of it. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. That song will get me going. Highly recommend. I love Kim Petrus. Oh, she's the best. Yeah, she is. Who wants to take it next? I'll go. I stumbled on this song called Plastic Love by an artist named Maria Takauchi. She's a Japanese artist from like, I think it was the 80s. She was, she's like a city pop uh, singer songwriter. She's got a beautiful voice. She's got a couple, I think they're compilation albums on Spotify. So it's just a lot of like really good music, especially the song Plastic Love. It's, it's, I'm obsessed with it. She does a lot of, she obviously sings in Japanese, but she does sing in the English a couple t- couple times, like some classic songs. So highly recommend checking her out. She's great. Plastic Love. Love that title. Yeah. It's, it's so like, so groovy. I think I shared it with Ryan when I found it. It's, it's a really good song. You got to be careful down the city pop playlist holes. You'll never, you'll never come back. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's so good. I was in a kind of a, an artist, a space with an artist who takes a lot of indie uh, 80s influences, uh, Geneva Jacuzzi. In 2010, she put out this great album of kind of like all self-produced lo-fi synth, kind of Bauhaus-influenced pop. And it was reissued earlier this year by Mexican Summer on vinyl, which I am Ooh. very excited about. So I've been revisiting it and remembering how much I love her and that album. She's also one of the best performers, does like a lot of very involved theatrical performances. So... I'm pretty stoked on that. Very cool. Yeah. I think mine is going to be a little less cool, but we'll see. (laughs) So over the past couple of weeks, I dove into J. Cole's latest record, which is The Off Season. And I didn't Mm. know this about him, but this album art has a burning basketball hoop on it. And it's because he just signed to the Rwanda Patriots, which is a basketball team in the African Basketball League. So that's like something he's doing. And this is like... So that's a sentence that you just said. Yeah, that is, that is a thing that is <laughs> happening with this guy. Exists. <laughs> yeah, and apparently the off-season references the fact that he's like about to, you know, start training for the team, but also like just putting in time during your downtime in this record was kind of the fruition of that. I'm a big fan of his albums for your eyes only and KOD. And this one didn't quite hit me the same way, but it still has some great moments. I recommend interlude hunger on hillside. He's also got a collaboration with Lil baby called pride is the devil, which I think is pretty interesting because he hasn't done features in the past. There's that whole meme, like mm. J Cole went double platinum with no features. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that kind of like, is that a response to the pride parade that happens every year? Oh no. Oh, no. oh no! Jeez, I hope not. That that'll make. I'll have to delete all of his music from my library. I hope not. I know. Wait, it's was not. it I... Lil Baby or 
Duh, baby. It was. I think it was Lil Baby, but I can check again. Alex said I, no. Alex is fact checking you right now. Oh, is it Duh Baby? She said do not. She's like, do not come at me sideways like that. It's Duh Baby. Well, I, is... that's what I would imagine. But maybe I, I could be not caught up on my my babies. <laughs> there could be a lot of babies on, on the babies at least yeah. once a year. It, it is um, hard to keep <laughs> babies are a big responsibility. To baby fan. <laughs> big gotta... to baby fan. Don't know Lil Baby, but he sounds or she sounds. Like a baby, <laughs> <laughs> and that's all. That's all I have to say. Facts. Well, <laughs> as a quick reminder, every song or artist we mention on the pod goes directly onto the episode playlist. And ordinarily, this would be the part of the show where I'd make a joke about you know Nickelback or Creed or Limp Bizkit or Vanilla Ice or or Chinese Democracy, the whole thing, every single track. Hold on, I have to <laughs> hate on Nickelback is something that has been in the world for a while now. And I got to stand up for Nickelback because let me tell you, those guys, do I like the music? Not really. But <laughs> I, when I was bartending in Nashville at this place called Rippies across the street from Bridgestone Arena, mm-hmm. and that's where like all the big bands would come through and play. And there was a weekend where Nickelback was playing three shows in a row at Bridgestone. And I was like, what the hell's going on? Who the fuck is seeing Nickelback? This is insane. And then the bar, they had staffed up the bar. They had like crazy numbers of bartenders like we were all like this is ridiculous we're, we're gonna be so slow we don't need this many bartenders it's insane and we were absolutely slammed three nights in a row nickelback sold out that arena these fans are crazy they came in like before the show during the show after the show they're raging to like the bar closed so hated or loved their music any band that's been around for like how much 64 years they've been around i think and they can sell <laughs> and they can sell out three nights in an arena and have fans that stand like that like you gotta some like there is mad respect there i can't mm-hmm. sell out three nights at bridgestone like come on it's a fair point someday also, but... drinking drinking during the show oh Yo, yeah they would come out the because... there that's a little disrespectful <laughs> people would pop out and then like they're like gotta go like they pop back in. <laughs> like, they're like photographs about to start <laughs> they're just coming out so that they don't have to pay the exorbitant like 20 dollar prices for the beers in the arena already paid for the ticket yeah. i wonder what i wonder what nickelback song is the most like walked out on like what's the bathroom break nickelback song that fans like go oh man break? Uh, was something that one, in, am I, this is, was a, I'm all like you, I'm sorry. Well, oh, is that, that, that Nickelback right. or is that not Nickelback? That's like their first big hit. That was like when they first hit, yeah. Oh, This Is How. It's called This Is How. How you remind me. It's called This Is How. I had a big Nickelback phase in early college and it's called How You Remind Me. That's, How you remind me. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the right. song I would walk out on is Something in Your Mouth. And uh, don't ask me to <laughs> sing that one. Please don't. <laughs> oh, Get it out. I feel like I can do a better Nickelback impression than that, too. It really wasn't my best. I'm a little tired. <laughs> you, just, you just snap and we'll, uh, we'll have you do it again. Enough, there wasn't enough grit. Yeah. You know, there wasn't enough like angst in the throat. You know, I'm loving this conversation, but I think that we've been <laughs> waiting. We cannot let Nickelback derail this show. We need to leave this Nickelback Not conversation again. and go Not to the again. bar next door. <laughs> to the bar across the street. We need to leave this Nickelback concert. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the second time I've actually like derailed the run of show with like two very <laughs> things. That is your right as derailed? the guest. Yeah, I'm so or sorry. Or made better. Yeah. 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 Ooh, that's, uh-huh. that's the uh, uh-huh. that's the Content. question. 
So here we are at the Tunes and Tumblers bar. And in order to get in, we need to show our IDs. Alex, what did you bring to show the bouncer today? Oh, um, I have a very special ID. It's actually funny because both my driver's license and my passport expired this birthday. <laughs> so I'm kind of like right now, actually, at the moment, the only real form of identification I have is my British passport. I had to bring that to a bar last night because I'm a dual citizen in England, which is like, go mom. Mom did that really well when we were right. kids. But for now, another form of ID I have is this lovely custom <laughs> painting that <laughs> my friend, it was my birthday the other day, and my friend painted this for me. In the details, it says, happy birthday, sad Alex, you sad little weirdo. <laughs> and then it also even put, there's a little, my cat, my cat's in the corner. And it's really special. And he even, my cat has this like chewing thing that he does when he's anxious, which is all the time. And so he's actually chewed up the corner. <laughs> Of it. Oh, so your wow. cat is also an artist. Hmm. Yes. He has a lot of emotions, a lot of stuff to say. Well, look, we should have brought him on or her. He, I mean, he could be. He's kind of in the other room taking nap number like 16 of the day so far. <laughs> what, um, is it new? He might come through. Mood. Well, we are inside the bar. And honestly, I don't know why we bother flashing IDs anymore. Have we ever had a situation where somebody's been turned away? Hmm. I'm a, I have actually. I'm I don't I'm not trying to upstage you. Um oh God. but but um I have something that might get me turned away. Um <laughs> it is a napkin from Guy Fieri's restaurant in the Burbank airport. <laughs> oh, <wow>. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Sorry, the lighting's not great. It's a skull with a chef's hat. Very cool. Oh my god. Kinda cool. Look, I'm not going to front on Papa Fieri. He is an absolute good. He is the light in the darkness. True. The, I feel like I will be very sad when Guy Fairy dies. Like that'll mm. be a, like when you have that like not I don't want to get this like really dark and Guy has many more good years left. But that's going to be a sad Debatable. day when we when we see that when we see that his health like, cannot be good. <laughs> I was going to say like, But that headline will diners. make me sad. I know, yeah. But that, he yeah, lived have a, a good double. life. Look, I'm to clarify it, I'm I'm wishing for many more. Well, let, let yes. the record show. I loved the breakfast burrito with the smashed tots. Ooh, really the smashed tots. Really helped me through the experience. Wow. Yes. Mm. And anytime you're going yeah. through Burbank instead of LAX, you're, you're automatically feeling better. Well, yeah, you got that, and you're hearing Run to the Hills by Iron Maiden at 7 a.m. <laughs> you're ready. You're ready for takeoff. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, I still haven't had anything to drink yet, so... <laughs> We need to get some tunes and then some tumblers. Ryan, what are we listening to today? Today, we are going to make the jukebox play until the latest single from Sad Alex out now on Red Bull Records. Pump the jam, baby. Love this song. Oh, yeah. Love, love, love it. Beautiful harmonies. You got a catchy hook and, you know, just enough bite, a little sting. But you know what? I'm getting ahead of myself. Pedro, what are we drinking with this song today we're drinking alcohol with this song today um first of all i heard that you you do your own artwork for your music i do that's mm -hmm. amazing i do i respect that so much i think that's great and i love it thanks i love the toothbrush in the mason jar it's kind of where i started with the drink um mm. so first of all we're drinking it out of a mason jar oh beautiful um, and since it was a toothbrush i knew i wanted it to be minty so Ooh, i see where you're going this drink sort of turned into a play on a mojito from the get-go and here you like mezcal oh. so we're using mezcal as our base liquor here listening to until 
so many feelings like it's a it's such a relatable song when you've been in something serious and you've had those really deep feelings and then it, it sort of got me on this track of when you look back on something like that seeing with you know with the distance between you and the relationship you know that time seeing the inevitability the inevitability of it ending right you look back and you see all the all the work you put into it and everything and you start you understand that it was always going to end no matter what. Mm. That's sort of where I went with it in my head. Um, so this drink is uh, mezcal, coconut water, uh, lime juice, uh, orgia, which is a, it's an almond syrup. It's really, really oh, good. Yeah. Or um, mm-hmm. I love, I love me some, some tiki drinks. So this is like kind of tiki inspired, um, a little, a little salt and some muddled mint. And then the, the key ingredient to this for me is um, olive oil. So you put it in, you put it in the drink and you have to shake it really well. You have to really work to get it to combine with the rest of the drink. And no matter how much work you put into it, chemistry will inevitably make it start to separate. So you kind of just have to, Wow. you kind of just have to enjoy it while you have it. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, Oh my God. So this is, this is the drink inspired by your song and I'm calling it until we meet again. So, that's a really across board. What a great drink. And I'm really actually I was expecting you to go like just standard mezcal mojito or mezcal kind of crush moment. Oh, beautiful. Look at her. Yeah. But so I love she's, the, she's the, garnished with some mint. So the she's coconut got that, notes yeah. and the orjab. That's like really interesting. I'd be I'm really intrigued to try that and the salt and then and then go, go even deeper. You took it out of just, <laughs> just the, the mouth realm and you went all deep with it on the separation i'm i'm here for that we, and we, until we, we meet again is a great uh cocktail name i'm a big fan yeah it's fully <laughs> just like putting your your song into a drink was it was a lot of fun oh, it was it was good to work with you. um and it was it was very easy to get inspired by i mean mescal it's, it's a lot of strong flavors in one drink so i found you know right when it's mixed and like poured um it's it's a little intense but like once it settles everything just blends together very nicely and you get like some good aromas and some good flavors and I've never tried the oil approach. Is that used in a lot of other drinks or is so that? My friend, Liz, or we've had her on the show before, Liz Brownstein. She's a bartender. She, she, okay. she uh, hipped me to it one day. Um, she went to a bar where they used olive oil in a drink and she's like, I got to try this. It's the most amazing thing. She, I think she did it one other time on the show too. Mm. Yeah. It just, it gives it this insane silkiness and it just sort of yeah. makes everything sort of stick in your mouth a little bit more. It's really, really good. I, I'm looking forward to trying. Yeah. Well, let's get to the show. All right, guys. Cheers, Cheers. everyone. Cheers, Clean. everybody. To Alex. Cheers. Oh, this is another ID. You see this? Sad out. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Should we describe oh, what we're looking at? For purchase? So a friend, an old friend got me this, like, last year for my birthday, and I think it was, like, something made on Etsy or something. I would like to maybe sell them for public use but i don't know i think i'd have to check because like the guy or girl that makes this i think dick mugs are kind of like their passion and idea and i i don't know if i can just steal Mm. dick mugs but maybe i could i i don't know i but you're right it is something really (laughs) there's something really remarkable about it for our listeners yes you heard dick mugs You 100% heard the phrase dick mugs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> One more time. Dick, dick mugs. Mugs. Thank you. Yes, no problem. <laughs> I need to go to my fainting couch, I think. After <laughs> uh, what if you put Sad Alex tears 
Like it says, "Sad Alex Tears." That'd be cute. Oh, that'd be cute. Oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like like male tears. But then, where do the dicks come into it? I feel like that explains it. That's oh self-explanatory. Yeah, you know what? Back to the drawing board. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! I okay. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I connected those dots. Mm, I mean, look. Dots. To be honest here, folks, if you've never gotten tears on your dick before, I, I don't know what to say. You haven't cried naked Yo, in the bath. You've got a pretty good life. To, if you've we don't know what to tell you, y'all, okay? I appreciate this vulnerability. I know it takes a lot to open up about this kind of stuff, and I <laughs> I, I like that you feel comfortable enough to do that here. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Me personally Me could personally, do without it. Yeah. I have a feeling this vulnerability will end up on the cutting room floor, mm. and I'm fine with that. <laughs> Well, if it's ending up on the cutting room floor, we're going to miss this sweet transition. We're talking about vulnerability. So let's talk a little bit about you and your music, Alex. First, I, sure. I want to take a minute to talk about your name. I know in real life, your last name is is Sad or Sad. How do you pronounce Saad. it? Sad. Sad. Mm-hmm. Well, it's very close to the word Sad, S-A-A-D. How much did that play into not only the name Sad Alex, but into the emotional aspect of your music? Well, it was funny because I used to operate under this different artist name called Alexa, which was flawed for a lot of reasons. When Amazon rolled out Alexa, it was really like the last nail in the coffin press. <laughs> but because at the time I was really on this, like I was on this path of like wanting to do like sexy girl electro pop stuff. And I was I was on this mission to do that. And then actually, I, I really always give credit to my current creative director, Justin Pagano, who called me probably four or five years ago, whatever it was. And he called me. I remember it was like kind of late and he was like, Hey, I have this idea. You have to change your name to sad Alex. That's your, like, that's your artist name. And I was, and at the time I was very stubborn. I remember I was like, no, like, I don't want to be sad Alex. Like I don't be sad all the time, but it kind of like the second he said it, I got like defensive about it because the second he said, it, I was like, wow, that's such a better artist name than like what I'm currently <laughs> doing. And I think the real at that point too, so much of my music was sad. I moved to LA and went through this like kind of breakup thing that I was really overdramatic about and wrote like 300 songs about this dude. So, so much of my stuff was in this like sad breakup, heartbreak space. In that way, the name made sense with the sad stuff. And I think now coming out of that, and a lot of my songs are a little bit more versatile, but what it does allow me to do, I'm very like sarcastic and humor is a big part of like my life as a person. So it allows me to implement that in a way that makes a little bit more sense. Mm. And um, it also, it's Palestinian is my last name. And so it lets me try to connect with that side of my, my background as well, obviously with stuff going on right now and all that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it just kind of like, it made sense across the board. And especially like, I never, no one ever called me Alexa growing up. So I never felt like myself when I was operating under that like moniker. And Mm -hmm. so being able to change it to just my name and people have been calling me sad face and sad girl since I was in school and stuff. Like I have shirts that say sad face on the back and whatever, like different names that we had for like, I don't know, teams and school stuff, whatever. So yeah, I, th- I don't know if I answered your question, honestly. Now I kind of forget what the, I think that was the question. <laughs> I, yeah, you answered I think... <laughs> it brilliantly. <laughs> yeah. I got what I needed out so of it was, that. It was always just sort of part of you and eventually it was and after he gave me the idea i still did the alexa project for probably another like eight months or a year and then we were in this position where we 
were supposed to get a distribution deal and it fell through and I hadn't put out music in like six months or something. And I was super, I remember I was like depressed and like crying in my car about it. And then I kind of looked at the silver lining. I was like, well, I haven't put out music in like six months. Deals aren't happening. So I'm basically starting from like ground floor. Mm -hmm. I guess if there's a time to like change to just start over, it would be like right now. And so we did. And it felt like even something as silly as like when we got like the Instagram handle changed and like just the first time I was able to operate with that name it felt like a weight had been like lifted I was just like oh my god like I just felt like I could be myself and I didn't have to put myself because being a female artist is really tough and like you have so much competition and there's so many talented women doing stuff I didn't want to be in that hot girl race and I didn't want to be in the sexy girl race and like all these things or like I, I felt like I was putting myself in a race that wasn't actually like highlighting what I'm you know what I'm uniquely good at and so I think it I got to put like my thigh high boots up on a shelf and be like you know what like I'm gonna put you put you up here for mm -hmm. a minute and like I get to mm -hmm. just like chill out and be myself nothing wrong I, I'll put my my boots on again but you know it just made me feel like I was able to focus on my strengths rather than having to overly compete yeah. thigh high boots up depression crocs out mm -hmm. oh crocs baby yeah you gotta have a good rotation of shoes do you find it was like the kind of thing where you didn't realize how important your own name was until you started using it to you? Yeah. And people still call me Alexa. Like I'm some of the, when I had signed to Red Bull on the publishing side first, and a lot of those people met me mm. when I was still under the Alexa name and they will still to this day call me Alexa. And I'm just <laughs> like, okay, like we can, <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> or even I'll be like, like, hey, we're in a session. I'm like, hey, I'm Alex. They're like, yeah, Alexa, man, she is so good at this and that and the other thing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> Smooth transition. Loved that. I'm Loved always looking for a transition. <laughs> well, having having said that. Um... <laughs> Moving forward from I'm that. I'm bored with uh... it now. <laughs> oh my God. And onward the ship sails into conversation. The rusty ship. I feel like... Like in, in, in school, I was always looking for those magical transition words. Um, oh, yeah. Because I was so bad at them. So I was like, you know, I'd have a list of like, moreover. Yeah. Uh, Additionally. <laughs> ergo. <laughs> ergo. As I stated previously. Heretofore. Me and some friends previously. had an, s someone would say like, anyways, instead of anyway. And that oh. was a big topic of like debate amongst one of my friend groups. It was like the anyways versus anyway which it is anyway where, where do you mm -hmm. stand? I believe. okay you stand with absolutely anyway. i, I she think stands it's anyway right. but anyways feels very good to say you know mm -hmm. anyways I feel, like, I feel like anyways works better when like that's all you're saying and you're not really moving on anyways. to something else <laughs> anyways <laughs> anyways yeah. feels like a something a character on the rugrats would say <laughs> and there's Ooh. a little bit more sass behind it almost it's like anyways like anyways it's kind of harsh at the end yeah, yeah. it's uh, patrick with the nails and the lips <laughs> you're gonna be shit staffed <laughs> oh my gosh anyways i want to talk about this because i saw it and i was fascinated by it but you gave an interview about until while you were getting a tattoo and I did. 
we'll post a picture of it so listeners can see, but can you describe it for us and how it relates to the themes of this song? Yeah, that was a, fr- it was, she's a friend of mine, Jaina Wan. She's a tattoo artist here in LA at Angel Kisses Studio. It's in like East Side. It's great. They just opened it up. And um, I've been a fan of her work for a really long time. And that's kind of like how I approach tattoos. Like I'm, I'm a big fan of finding artists that I like their style and trying to get kind of like be a little bit of a canvas for something that they design. I'm not, I have very rarely come in with like a design that, and I have drawn one thing or actually maybe two things that I have on my body, but I really probably should draw more things that I get tattooed, but there's some sort of barrier there for me, like with what I draw and what I want to get tattooed on me. It's not something that I like do all Mm. the time, but with her, I had sent her, I'd wanted her to be a part of this like tattoo project that we were doing. And I sent her the song and what I really like, especially like Pedro, like you talking about the song, everyone seems to take a slightly different interpretation of it. And like, for me, it means something completely different. And for her, it meant something completely different for you. Like everyone. And that's what like universal relatability is because everyone will just listen to it and immediately go to that place that it meant for them, which is the whole point of like, you know, life, whatever her interpretation was when you meet someone or when you're with somebody and it can be a romantic, it could be a friend, it can be like whatever it is. And when it's someone that really gets to the core of like under your skin and like who you are, a lot of times it'll break you open and kind of reveal this side of yourself or this part of yourself that you didn't realize was there. And once you've been broken open like that, there's no going back. Like you can't close the, you can't close the the lid. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's already out, you know? And that's for better or for worse. Like, you find someone, you 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 fall in love with them, you date for a while, and then you break up or whatever. And then every time you go to try to be with someone else, it's like you've been broken open from this person and it doesn't feel right or the same with somebody else. And so right. it's trying to navigate that permanent change that you have to just go on about your life with now having this new lesson that you gained from a person. For And that's a good and a, and a difficult thing. Yeah. And that was what she took from it. And so she drew this really sick, like... And I've been wanting to get like a, a face, like a human, I didn't have any like human body anatomy work on me yet. And so she drew this beautiful woman's face that's like broken open with like a kind of devilly thing in red ink coming out the middle. And it was just beautiful and striking. And I was like, yes, put this on my, my body. I think that relates pretty perfectly um, into the album art that you drew for Until. And I, I just love it. I saw it. It's so evocative just this single toothbrush in the mason jar. And I mean, that says so much with so little. I, I recently had this moment where after a breakup, it was all these little things that brought me back. So like their favorite food, their back roller that was still in my closet, the toothbrush that was still in my bathroom, right? So my question is, what kind of reminders in particular bring you back? And what do you think is the key to moving on, even when you backslide by seeing these things or remembering these things. It's tempting, like, when you have... And I haven't had a whole lot of, like, really serious, long relationships where I've acquired a bunch of their things. And I try not to go down the route of, like, throwing away all the stuff that someone gave me because I want to get, you know, rid of them. And I think... And that's kind of where the tattoos come into play. Like, if you can hold... Like, even, for example, this mug was given to me by a friend who I still you know, love very dearly, but we had this like really unfortunate fallout, you know, fight thing that I'm still hoping we recover from. I like this mug. I don't want mm. to get rid of this, this mug, but do I think of her every time I have this mug? Yeah, I do. 
and try and I try to like navigate that. And there's a lot of things. There's clothes she gave me. There's all sorts of things. And then I have like still have clothes from guys that I've you know been with or whatever. And tattoos that remind you about a certain part. Of, her and I have matching tattoos on our finger. So like I see that all the time, obviously. And it's like you have to carry this that those little things with you in your life and some things you have a choice to get rid of and some things you don't even if you do get rid of all of their shit you're still gonna have their memories you're still gonna mm -hmm. have their kind of things that they planted in you those are always gonna be there so i'm not a huge like i don't believe in necessarily throwing away all this stuff and burning it and to the left to the left all everything you own in a box <laughs> to the left kind of attitude although like if b does it then maybe i should yeah. but i <laughs> i don't know like i i think i just kind of carry the the lessons and the things because i still have a lot of love for people that even if we ended poorly i still have nothing but like you know good there's a lot of good things that they taught me or that i memories that i have with them it's almost like it's like grief like after someone dies right you yeah it's not necessarily that it doesn't make you sad but you just sort of like get better at dealing with it over time like it's, totally. it just gets easier to live with as opposed to like getting over it i don't think you ever really do not when it matters and I think that much getting over things is if you choose to approach it that way like the moving forward with everything as opposed to scrapping it and getting over it yeah. i think that's a way healthier and not nothing's easy but like that's a way more productive approach to moving forward in relationships than the alternative right because i, I you, feel like the other way if you just try to like get over it and leave it it's going to come back eventually and like totally. you're not, not going to know how to deal with it yeah and it's the difference between trying to just start with a blank slate and right. trying to learn something from what happened totally maybe you can do it better the next time yeah I was thinking about this and the meaning of this word every time I look it up seems to change, but I'm going to go with one. So saudad, which supposedly means sadness that something is gone, but happiness that it happened mm. and existing with these two conflicting emotions simultaneously. And I think that's just beautiful. And I think is that Portuguese or I think, I think so. Yeah. Sounds, that's i think it is they have so much better words like english is just like happy <laughs> or sad and portuguese is like the balance between happiness and sad and losing both and gaining it at the same time i'm like bro we don't got a word they, yeah, for that shit they have like, one word for that it's just so much easier they have one word which means a poem and we have like happy time sad time like <laughs> We have Bullshit. therefore and well think about the bridge. Anyways. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. They can only do one thing at a time. They can only feel one thing at a we're, time. We're not try, yeah, we're not trying to get complex with Look, our feelings. I know that two percent of our audience is in Britain, so like no offense. Hey y'all. We see you. What do you think the hierarchy is? German, Japanese, Portuguese, in terms of the most amount of creative words that express oh. a lot. You said Portuguese, German, and what? Japanese. I feel like both those languages have these great word, like, you know, that there's yeah. a German word for that, you know? Yeah, like, there's yeah, exactly. Like, what is it? Schaden yeah. Schadenfreude? <laughs> it's like a huge meaning, but it's just one little word. But I feel oh. like I hear a lot of, like, Japanese words that have these big, epic meanings. I also think Japanese has, like, because um, I think my, my uncle was, like, learning Japanese for some business he was doing there or something, and even, like, counting, like, numbers like a number and I don't know if this is super poetic or anything but like you use a certain word that means the the, the number 7 or something for 
counting, mm. but then you use a different one when you're referring to like seven seventh heaven or like seven apples. Like I don't know. Like there's like different. You use the number differently. I also could be completely wrong about this. So like, <laughs> <laughs> let it be known. I don't know how to speak Japanese, but <laughs> this is something I heard once. <laughs> <laughs> carry that with me i do i carry it with me with no basis in truth or research but i still believe it because i believe my uncle none of us are languagers here (laughs) languagers Mm. there's got to be a better word for that yeah probably that we do have a a word for anyways anyways Moreover. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about that juxtaposition in your music because I know it's mm. there. You've got these danceable beats and heartrending themes. When you are composing and, and creating these songs, do you have that intention immediately or does it kind of like evolve as you go through the process? I think every song is different. And I think one song where I did that really, you could, I mean, call it well or effectively, whatever, was the I'm glad that you found someone kind of thing there was a with that song with the chorus and everything it was very i wrote that like on my own in like 20 minutes and it was a joke i i didn't even know if the song was like that good i was just kind of drinking by myself writing the song thinking that it was a thing and i think i deal with pain a lot with humor whether it be self-deprecating kind of stuff or whether it just be making fun of myself or using jokes to try to like get out of sadness so i think figuring out a way to bring that into the music has been really exciting and it's not easy it's something i'm able to master every time like sometimes i make a song that's purely just straight up sad sometimes i have some songs that are like very much comedy driven songs like the songs that i've been trying to write for tiktok applications and all of that stuff (laughs) is like very purely humor based so sometimes finding the balance can actually be a tougher target to hit but when i do hit it i think it's it's pretty cool and that's exactly why i think going down that route of songwriting I was really focusing on what made me unique. And I think that's what made my music stand out a little bit was the ability to implement that wit or just bluntness in the way that I would speak in normal life and have that translate a little bit more. And the music helped kind of separate me a little bit from the pack. I love that song too. It's the one that I always get the the hook stuck in my head. Fuck you and your girlfriend that's, that's too. What the, She's a dumb good bitch. Do. How did she get you? <laughs> Come on, that's fun. It is. Yeah. That's fun while you're while you're talking shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who disagreed? <laughs> well, we're getting kind of close to the end of the interview here, but I have a question right. for everyone. Let's have a little fun. I keep Ooh. thinking about the lyric from Until that goes, uh, you look like a work of art when you're dancing through my head and I don't want the show to end. I think that even when people are gone, they can still live, quote, rent free in your head. <laughs> And we could get a little introspective with this, but let's go the other direction. What is something that <laughs> we could get introspective? Let's not. Let's not do that. <laughs> let's bury it way down, push it to the back of the closet, and until it, it grows into a giant monster and explodes out of there. So what is something that lives rent-free inside your head, whether or not you want it to? Vine. Still. Just Vine vines? videos. <laughs> Just ones that I used oh to like. God. Oh my God. Still. Like. Especially there was this guy named Nicholas Megalis, and it was probably my favorite one. He's just got a wallet full of gummy worms and he just <laughs> sings this song. He goes, yo, my name is Nicholas and this is ridiculous. Got mad gummy money and it is deliciousness. 
and it will just pop up out of fucking nowhere. Like I will be trying to go to bed and it is just on a loop in my head. Vine ruined me. It's there. I wonder, I'd love to see the studio, like the producer going, nope, I think we're good. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) We nailed it. That's the take. We got it, Nick. We're done. Thank you, Nick. Right now, the thing that is living rent-free inside my head is the song Oops by Young Gravy. Is anyone familiar with that one? I know Young Gravy, yes. How's oh. the song go again? Yeah, can you go oh and sing it Oh my gosh. Supercalifragilisticexpialidope shit. Okay, that's Mary Poppins. No, it's it, instead of docious, he says <laughs> dope, dope shit. shit. Yeah. Dope shit, that's great. That's, that's, just, <laughs> yeah. that's just clever. And, and there's like this little break in the middle of the song where he's like, I never knew your hoes probably still run through him though. And then he just takes a break. He's like, wait, 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 I do know your hoe. Wait, you're talking about talking about like Tracy? Oh uh, <laughs> with the Honda? Yeah, Tracy yeah. with the Honda? <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> and I'm just I will walk around my house singing that song to myself and my partner's like, What the hell are you doing? Like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> you're you're not singing your the chorus, you're just saying the interlude part. Yeah. Just doing the sketch. <laughs> I just say the interlude to myself. <laughs> That here's another one conversation I'd love to hear when the publisher of supercalifragilisticexpialidocious has to go to the writer, whoever wrote that, who might be dead or like very old now, and say, yeah, look, um, there's this great opportunity. <laughs> there's an artist called Young Gravy and he loves this. He, look, he loves your song. And, loves your uh, stuff. And now you're going to be getting royalties, a lot more royalties again. So just FYI. Okay, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> You're going to be able to get that new memory foam mattress with this. Yo. Those are you expensive. Get that rascal. Yeah. That rascal you've been that, ra- that rascal you've been eyeing. I feel like mine's probably, it's not like you, Miss sorry. Okay, what a different story. This time I mistaken. Oh, I'm in heart with breaking and I'm bit. Like, why do we remember so much of it? You know, like I could keep going. There was a time, I think, where we were all into it. Let's not lie. There was yeah, a time we were, we, we we were, were all into Nickelback. And then... No, sorry. <laughs> Don't act like you're better than us, Ryan's, Ryan. Ryan's already been too vulnerable today. He's not about to go there with, with Nickelback. I mean, I plenty, embar- I'm plenty, plenty bands I loved. You know? There For was... instance, I was a fan of Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Not What's proud of wrong that. with Trans-Siberian Orchestra? Come on. Their Nothing, shows but I feel are like great. It's w- you don't lead with it. <laughs> it's not a first date thing. <laughs> yeah, I feel like. <laughs> no, but yeah, they're great. They're great. They're one of those artists who like Christmas time rolls around and they're like, finally, the money's starting to come in. <laughs> <laughs> they, ri- they, rise no. from, they rise from the ice like Michael Buble. Yeah. And that's and what I'm Carey. saying, though, dude. <laughs> they make all their money probably from those like that couple month show run that they do in. Mm-hmm in holidays and then they're good like that's yeah. the dream completely it's like the mariah carey yeah. thing you also just reminded me of another vine when you did the nickelback singing the one where he just look at this graph and he just like, <laughs> he just, like smiles into the camera it's so I've good it's great oh my god so good the impression compared to the one you did at the top of the show there was some progression i think uh, i still actually matters. felt really insecure about it i used to I really think the third I, one is going to be I know. I used to be a lot better at it. I don't know what's going on. Maybe I, I'm a little like, I feel like my my throat's a little like crusty mm. this morning. I'm still having that morning voice. I think I can't mm. access 
the back, you know, the you, you nickel don't, you, back. You don't know how to get your nickel back. Oh my gosh. I can't get it. I'm trying so hard to get my nickel back. All and right, you I can't that. get it. Podcast I think we is have over. a new music industry uh, right here. Anthony's telling Drew to cut one. the Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> That's everyone, right? Except Drew. Hey, this is Drew uh, back again, listeners. What lives rent free in my head is definitely Jesus Annoyed. is the one I got depression by Zach Fox. Can't get that out of my Hell head. Hell yeah. <laughs> Jesus is the one I got depression. <laughs> done in one take, done in one take in the studio. Wow. So that's so that's Drew. <laughs> okay. <Alex>. All right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like that. I like all those song titles that paint a picture, kind of like old Fallout Boy titles and Panic at the Disco titles. I started listening to a band called Waterparks, and their their most popular song is called "I Miss Having Sex," but at least I don't want to die anymore. Oh my god, that is big! Like, <laughs> <sighs> it sounds like if you look at like, especially it's pretty neat on Spotify, like the artist app. You can see what playlists people are adding your mm. songs to, and they get like like if I. I could like look right now and Whoa, you go like all of them. A- yeah. So playlist? I can go to like, for, I'll go to, for example, I'll go to, I'm glad that you found someone. I'll go to the playlist. One says, I'll fuck your dad. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Can you see, can you see the whole playlist or just that it's been added just, to that Well, one? I can go to the playlist and, and find it. And then one says, wow. shit, hit the fan, shit, hit the fan real quick. <laughs> Um, we need to add this sad whole playlist. Bitch, but still a bad bitch. Honestly, that's kind of a hook. Oh, I, like, I um, like that. Talk about a hook right there. That's like the I Peaches, know, right? That's like Peach's whole career, right? <laughs> Vibe in my Ford Fiesta. That's a big one. Jesus. <laughs> oh my god. And it goes on, and people are so hilarious in their playlist names. And I actually do sometimes. I've gotten like I- song ideas and stuff from like cl- cute little playlist names. It's pretty funny. Wow. Do you, I don't know if people know that, that artists can see. It's becoming more known because a lot of people do like, it's a big TikTok thing where like uh, artists will do like the green screen and like show the playlist their songs have been added to. Mm. So I feel like people might know, but also people might not know. I honestly, I'm kind of hoping people don't know what I'm adding. I assumed that, but oh boy, I probably, I'm embarrassed now. No, no, don't be embarrassed. It's it's a good thing. Speaking of playlists, I think it's mm. time to play our favorite hey. game. Hashtag mood. Drew, Woo! hit that theme song. I think I finally nailed the transition That's after good. all of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was really good. That was excellent. Great song. Well, we have to thank Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty for making that for us. Turned it out. Yup. But That's Hashtag an- Mood is the game we like to play at the end of every podcast to flex our playlist building skills. What we're going to do is go over to the Tunes and Tumblers hotline and Drew will play us a message from a fan telling us what their mood is. This can be absolutely anything. We got some pretty dark ones, like the one two weeks ago. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that one. Oh, no. <laughs> but each of us will get a chance to pick one song to match that mood. Drew, oh, God. do you okay. have a message for us? 
Hey, tunes and tumblers. Uh, it's Rob from Burbank. I heard uh, Sad, Al- Sad Alex's song Until. Loved it. Uh, you know, I loved all two minutes, 34 seconds of it. Um, heard Jamaican playlist out of feeling so. Felt like I could relate when I heard that song, and I found that to be a relief. So if you're considering making a playlist, maybe consider that feeling of relief. You know, it's sort, it's sort of bad, sort of good, but somehow at the end of the day, you feel relieved about it. All right, guys. Keep making music. Keep making drinks. Keep making conversation. Love the podcast. Later. Ooh, Thank you, a... Rob from Burbank. Wow. Yeah, Thanks, Rob from one. Burbank. Relief. Really cool. Relief. Relief. Who wants to take this feeling first? I can start. So my song, <laughs> it's very simple. Just Let It Go by Lonely Benson. I, he's a great artist. I love him. But yeah, the song's all about just don't let it weigh you down too much. Don't let it fill your head too much. Just move through it. Let it go. And move on. Wait, not Adina Menzel? I know. I was like, don't let ever, it go. Do not ever. Don't ever come at me like that again. <laughs> then at home. It's, that's the ultimate relief song. Actually, <laughs> I should have thought of that one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, which one did you pick, Alex? Only Time by Enya. Ooh. Oh, can't say where the road goes. Shake that wow. the TikTok. <laughs> only Time. The relief of knowing the only thing that you can you know, no is going to go the way you know it goes is, is time. Only time. It's true. And there is a sense of relief in, in knowing that, you know? Mm-hmm. And something oh, about oh, that song, we? just sonically, it just, it's, a, it's just a relief to hear that song. It just puts you in that really introspective place. I feel like, I feel like Enya, being... Enya and Sarah McLaughlin are like two artists that when you hear them and you're alone, you don't hit next. You, no, you, you, you play that shit out like all the way through and you have your moment and you, and you're glad that no one else is around to see you in that moment. Uh, How dare you oh, compare man. them like that? <laughs> Sarah McLaughlin was like one of my first artist loves. Like I used to model, like I used to listen to so much of her stuff. And when I first started writing, when I was like a kid, I was like, I need to write my like what's the uh what's the big song with the puppies in the cages um, oh, in, uh, in the arms of the angel right? yeah yeah like I was like where's oh, yeah. my arms of the angel like I was on the quest like that was like my bible <laughs> of <grail>. songwriting <laughs> like that was it for so long Sarah McLaughlin was Bay who's Bay for you nice. Ryan Enya was for real <laughs> <laughs> so many people in my life played Enya I think like I heard it at home and I heard it at school because I had a teacher who was convinced that it made our brains work good during school. So she'd play it during like handwriting exercises. Um, so yeah, Enya loomed large. And I think she's like the only, I love this about her. She's like the highest grossing artist to have never toured. Oh, what? yeah. I think I that's, think that's true. That is true. I, yeah. that, that is a thing I have heard as well. How's your handwriting though? Not great. <laughs> mm. Mm. Clearly, it's really a, stuck there, it's, huh? It's occasionally he got, legible. He got too relaxed, and it's just a line just going down the page. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll say. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's just notes. very long just, cursive strokes. <laughs> I'm an accidental musical genius where I can now write, write music. Notes it's a seismograph. Uh, no, I love, I love Enya so much. Me too. Me too. What's um, your song, Ryan? Hit. Well, I, I just um, was at a wedding this weekend, and I pulled out 
kind of a deep cut from the Moody Blues catalog called uh, Lovely to See You. It's pretty straightforward. Lovely to see you again, my friend. And it's just such a great, it's a 60s era, I think, or maybe early 70s. And that relief of seeing people again. Oh, mm. that's it nice. It has a great sense of relief. And so uh, just musically as well. So that's my, that's my addition. I'm going to incorporate a little bit of that anxiety, but at the same time, you're feeling relief the way that Rob brought that in. And I, I've already mentioned this song on the pod already. It's I miss having sex, but at least I don't want to die anymore by water parks. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, your, your life has changed. That but... was a song that you mentioned. I thought you were just telling me. Oh, <laughs> it may, maybe it plays a little too close to home. <laughs> it's a little too real. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I, things have changed yeah. for you, but in some ways your life is better. Totally. There you go. Say it how it is, you know? Is this a thing? Van Dyke water parks? Van Dyke? <laughs> um, it needs to be now. <laughs> Put it on a shirt. Make it a band. <laughs> I think that's like a Twitter handle. Van Dyke really? water parks. It's <laughs> Van Dyke be. water parks. <laughs> well, because Van Dyke Parks, of course, is the famous. He wrote all these great 60s songs. Mm-hmm. And so we got to do the Van Dyke water parks. I'm going to watch this you, space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's my vague threat. Watch this watch space. This space. <laughs> it's not a threat. It's a promise. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. And we're back. Have a mood of your own? Leave us a message by calling or texting the Tunes and Tumblers hotline at 626-604-6477. Tell us how you feel about that beach bod now that a COVID-free summer is coming. And who knows, your favorite artist just may hear your voice or read your words on the air. Our operators are standing by. Our operator is Drew. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Drew is Drew's the operator. The bar is closing. They're ringing the bell. Lights are coming on. We got to down mm. these drinks. I'm still only halfway done with mine. So who has any lingering thoughts about until about Nickelback, about watching mm. the space. Oh, man. Lingering thoughts. I don't know if I have any lingering thoughts. I feel like we really made it through really everything I wanted to cover. You know, mm. I feel very satisfied. I feel very relieved, if you will, at the end of this conversation. I feel like we really, we really nailed it. I think singing Enya at the end kind of put me at ease and just relieved totally. me of any It's going to set the mood thoughts. for the rest of the day. Oh, yeah. That's it. My lingering thought is an Enya line. If you really want to, you can seize the day. Only if you mm. want to, will you fly away? Wow. What a genius. See? With that. What a genius wow. in our time. <laughs> We're going to cross out she sad just, Alex she just, and she just, just write Enya at Enya. the top of this. <laughs> is, this, is Enya's this is the Enya episode. <laughs> Enya appreciation episode. Yeah. I'm right. I, have to, I do this every episode where I pressure the guest or I make a cover suggestion is it time for an Enya cover, Alex? <laughs> Are we ready? Honestly, it, it might be. We're ready. I, I actually, well, I did, like, I've sang it before on, like, I mean, I, keep, I feel like I've been saying TikTok too much in this interview, but I did do, like, a <laughs> duet on it on oh, my shit. TikTok. Like, I was duetting, like, um, some guy, like, making food. Have you seen those ones where they, like, make food and it yeah. has, like, a beat? Yes, 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 and I, I love sang, that. And I sang I Enya that. on top of that. Hell yeah. And that was... That Start was a that good trend. moment for me. That's but I, dope. an official cover, might, it might be the move. Maybe I can fold it into my set somewhere. It's time. It'd be a real, real crowd pleaser, for sure. <laughs> Watch this space. <laughs> Watch this space. <laughs> also, 
people have to check out the video of Alex getting a tattoo to a performance of that song if they haven't already. It has a pain meter on it, which I loved. Thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I'm Great idea. I think everyone should have a pain meter when they're listening to music. <laughs> totally. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Walking pain meter in life. <laughs> <laughs> just, just let everyone know where you're at. Alex, do you have anything you want to plug before we say goodbye? Oh, yeah. Um, well, you know, hi, I'm Sad Alex. Thanks for listening. I have my new song, Until, which I really like. Hope you can listen to it and let me know what you think. You can DM me or like find me on any of the platforms at I'm Sad Alex and say hello, you know, hang out. Let's all chill. Are Stay you on Clubhouse? You know, I, I am. I have a thing on Clubhouse. I do. I've listened. I've listened in to some clubhouses. I just can't add another social media app to my rotation. I already like I can't and I won't. I will not. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that hard. I'm just I tried be... to re-download Hinge the other day because I was like, well, maybe I should do this. And I cannot. Nightmare. I can't find the time to like keep up with another app where I have to be like communicating with people like i already have a hard enough time my mom will be like hey don't forget the whatsapp like your your grandma said happy birthday and stuff i'm like fuck the what's okay the whatsapp and i have to get on the whatsapp and like respond and then i just i don't i don't have the bandwidth to like communicate on all of these different places it's too difficult the family threads you can't can't make the notification go away oh yeah until you reply i know yeah hinge like bullies you into (laughs) into talking to Wait, what? I thought as soon as you read it, it goes away. No, no, no. no. Like the badge will stay on there. Wow. Because it's like it's your. They do that to eliminate ghosting, supposedly. They put that thing where it's like your turn. It's your turn to talk. Look, ghosting is shitty, but also when you get like a hundred messages. I think ghosting to a point is fine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you're an asshole, I'm going to ghost you. I'm sorry. We We don't endorse ghosting. We spoke once. Don't expect anything from me. Well, what, where's, where's the cutoff line? What's, what do we consider ghosting and what do we consider just like a missed connection at the beginning of a conversation? Like, oh, you know, boy, you've sent two messages. You've sent two messages. We're going to need a whole nother episode for this. All right. Stay tuned for our bonus episode with Sad Alex where we talk about dating online etiquette. Yes. Yes. The follow-up that everyone asked for. And... She will also provide, teach you how to have a conversation on Hinge with only Enya lyrics. In fact, we are now building an app called the Enya Response Generator. And the episode will be called, Who Can Say? <laughs> no, or it could be called Enya. Oh. Oh, no. Whoa. And with that, I think yeah. it's time to say goodbye. Anyways. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Alex. I've, I've oh no problem. I think I'm speaking for all of us when I say that we've really enjoyed this conversation. We've gone a bit over time, but you know what, Drew? Don't cut anything out. Leave this entire <laughs> episode. It all remains. Director's it all cut. Stays. Cut, out, stays. cut out the tear. The tears line. <laughs> etched, in, etched in stone. Etched in stone forever. <laughs> And thank you all for listening to Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast. Be sure to like the show and Atwood on every platform. Also, please rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us out a lot. Tunes and Tumblers was produced, as always, by Drew Franzblau. Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend. Our hashtag mood jingle comes to us from Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty. And until next time, cheers. 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 Thank you, guys. <laughs>